Middlecoff. Hey, babe. Welcome, everybody, on this Tuesday midday. Recording this podcast before the uh, Tuesday night games in the NFL, John. The I said the Tuesday night games in the NFL. You know what I wish was an option? That do you ever use the C button on your Comcast remote? Yeah, pops up the score on the sides. Yeah, that if you, there was like an option where on the television, you know, we get the Rams, uh, Seattle, where there would be another box where you could just flip to and just go back and forth. Even if it was on the same channel, like there weren't two separate channels, you could just kind of go back and forth on the same exact channel. Like you press a button and Fox would just go back and forth. Uh, so like a red, like a red zone that you have control over, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To kind of to 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 allow them to stay. Which I, I can't imagine there had to be some executives at Fox like, we already have this program paid for. I, I, I would have raised my hand and been like, who gives a flying fuck? Let's just put the NFL game at one and then the other one at four. Let's do that. And tell I, wonder, I, I love Lucy or that, anyone else. Bye bye. I wonder if it's something that actually prevent if there's like, if they're not allowed to do that based on like exclusive windows and it's what it feels like. Yeah. Don't they make the rules though, guy? Completely. The NFL makes the rule. Why wouldn't the NFL want if the NFL said to Fox, you know what, we're gonna break our own rules, break our own rules, you can have that game, put it on Fox. Would they say no? Well, it's always the thing with the PGA tour. It's like when they go from golf channel sometimes in a big tournament back to like NBC or CBS. Every once in a while there can be like a 30-minute window. It's like you guys are making these rules. Like you have, I get it if it's up against like the French Open or something in tennis. Sometimes you just go, you're like, I'm just watching like a Graham Bessinger replay. What, what, what are you guys doing here? You know? And I, or I respect that guy. I watched actually a YouTube video about his story. It made me gain some respect for him. All right. Not that I didn't. I, I always like his little interviews with Randy. Yeah. People. I talked to somebody who worked on the show once. They said it was a difficult, difficult uh, environment. But like he's a big ego guy? Uh,. Yeah, just it was that it was not a well-oiled machine and that it was a difficult operation. I don't even, I'm not being, uh, I'm not trying to hide the details. I don't really quite even remember them other than it was, he didn't, he like couldn't, this person couldn't get off the show faster, but. Yeah, you're, you're saying he was uh, someone that he was being interviewed or he was. No, 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 it was a person who like worked on, that was like on the crew. Gotcha. But uh, Jesse on the stream says like fan control football where they let you choose the plays and the views. Yeah, remember that? Uh, I mean, Johnny I remember Manziel the idea. That league? I I think uh, Bob Mahenry uh funded that. He had a team. That's right. That's right. With a uh, Flash Gordon, who I think just scored a touchdown for the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. Good for him, man. Yeah, uh, just bad for you. See Alden, bad DUI. I did not see that. When was that? Ugh. Uh, December six. I don't know. I saw it on TMZ. I think blew like a two point. You know, point. I guess not two point. Point two. It was. He was. Wow. He had open open container in the car. Yikes. Yeah. Sad. Not good. Uh. By the way, we will have our lock of the week coming up Thursday. Our our show Thursday is live after the Niner game. Niners Titans Thursday night football. We have not talked about this. I don't know if we're going to do something live before the game, but we'll the podcast coming up live after the game. So uh, stay locked for that. And uh, we'll have some discussions today about what our lock of the week might be. But that is the Thursday night schedule. The schedule for this week, Thursday night football. We will not do the show normally on Sunday like we normally do. That'll We'll start the next week with our first pod of next week. Just FYI, Christmas weekend, all that kind of stuff. 
So that's the schedule for the next few days. Yeah, enjoy your family, you know? Not that, you know, some people won't. Or don't. This can be annoying. Or don't. Yeah, do whatever you do. Stay home, but, uh, watch the movies, whatever you want. Do, do whatever the hell you want. Uh, yeah. You know, cancel Christmas if you need to. Uh, or just enjoy Santa, who, you know, I, I think we have an older listener. I guess, you know, me, never know if people are streaming and kids are in we've, the car. We've so done this situation has happened before, remember. I, I do think it's a little out. It was definitely a little different in the radio days than it would be in the podcast days. But, you know, who knows? Maybe we have some 30-year-old naive people. Uh, well, you got you just listen in the car, John, through your speakers. There's a kid in the car seat in the back. You know that did, was the did situation. You, did, did I well, remember it happened pick? last year? Somebody DM'd you, thanked yeah, yeah. you for the. Did remember I, we bleeped it. We bleeped. Remember that we bleeped. Did, did you see the picture? Did I forward you the picture of the uh, the PNC the Tiger tournament? They took every father and every kid, and Nellie Corda was in it with her dad. Who turns out Nellie Corda's dad was a. Famous tennis player who won a major? Yeah, well, you know, her brother is a fantastic tennis player. I remember watching him at whatever last big tennis yeah. event I watched. Uh, up and comer, so the, don't sleep on the quarters. And they have another they sister a, who's a really good golfer, right? Or is she a tennis player? Yeah, the other yeah, sister. She's a, she, she's a golfer, too. Yeah. They took the picture with, you know, all the, you know, the twosomes, right? Well, John Daly went to the thing in a Santa outfit. You know, everyone, most people were wearing, that. like, you know, nice clothes or whatever, but he went in a Santa outfit. It was... He kind of looks like Santa with the big-ass beard. I did not see that. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, the holidays and giving, nokidhungry.org slash ham. Go to nokidhungry.org slash ham. A lot of you have sent us DMs showing us your donations, which is awesome. Thank you. This is an incredible cause. We are trying to raise $25,000. Down the stretch we come. I think we are, at last check as of yesterday, almost to $22,000. So this is awesome. This is a fantastic charity, nokidhungry.org slash ham. This is our campaign fundraiser with um, uh, uh, this uh, group that does incredible work around the country. I mean, we're talking millions and millions and billions of dollars in uh, grants and aid. We're talking about billions of meals for kids and families and communities that have a hard time getting food. Yep. So nokidhungry.org slash ham. Uh, our, our goal is still twenty five. We're gonna need a we're gonna need a strong push during this uh, next week and a half uh, till the new year. So appreciate everyone that's given. Can't thank you enough. Obviously, tax deductible. So whether it's a dollar, whether it's a hundred dollars, we had a listener get five hundred dollars. Our friends at Tito's, Puesto, Enzo's table, uh, Enzo, they've yeah. all donated. Thank so thank you guys, um, all you guys individually and collectively. We appreciate you. This show is sponsored by Tito's. Handmade Ooh. vodka. Tito's handmade vodka. Tis the season, John. It's a uh, time to hang out. It's a time to uh, savor responsibly, no doubt. And uh, we would encourage you to do it with our friends at Tito's. This happens bottle. to be the number one vodka in America. No big deal. Have yourself a Tito's toddy. Have yourself a Tito's Merry Mule. Have yourself a Tito's soda. Have yourself a I think John Daly's sober, but if he wasn't, he would have himself a John Daly. That'd be incredible to have yourself. You know, it's one thing to like, you know, some people have like a you know sandwich named after him, whatever, in their town, but have like a legitimate universal drink, like yeah. John Daly having a John Daly. That's got to be kind of cool. Do you? <laughs> what are you drinking, John? John? Well, I'm drinking my own drink that is you, named after me. Do you think John goes to the bartender and says, uh, I'll have a uh, virgin John Daly, and they're like, so an Arnold Palmer? He's like, no. It's a virgin Don John Daly, like so an Arnold Palmer. If the Arkansas golf team where John Daly the second now plays on 
doesn't throw some parties and have a bunch of John Daly's available, they are not doing it right in college. Like that should be on the bus ride home from events. They should all be cracking John Daly's. Everyone of age, obviously, we want you to drink responsibly. Uh, but to me, that that would be if I if I went to college with actual John Daly, who was next of kin to John Daly, would be a lot of John Daly's getting drink. Uh, Tito's, take it to your next gathering. Have it at your home. Uh, it is the number one vodka in America. I would encourage you to go to titosvodka.com and check out some of the great holiday recipes you can make there. It's a, a, a cornucopia of options and uh, wonderful ways to spice up the holiday season. But as we say, it's the number one vodka in America for a good reason. It keeps winning all the awards because they don't spend their time and their money on flash. They spend it on quality. And so you get quality. It's not about the label. It's not about the celebrity, the celebrity investors. It's about the same thing that made it grow from free vodka at charity events in the mid-90s to the number one vodka in America. And that's quality. That's what it's about. Numero uno. Podcast also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped.com, where the promo code HAM gets you 20% off and free shipping. At manscaped.com, promo code HAM. For those of you watching on YouTube, do you see what I see right there in that picture, guy? Mm. I see uh, the Weed Whacker, which is the, the only first ever that I've ever owned a uh, nose trimmer. It's incredible. I, I You throw that thing right up there and it just goes to work. And you also see the Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, I, I did a trim the other day. It's fantastic. No nicks or cuts. The greatest ball trimmer ever to be made. Also has a USB charger. They Actually, they both do. Uh, I love a good USB charger, but then I actually put it I realized the other day. I was like, I had it plugged in closer to the kitchen. I'm like, I don't know if you can have this like sitting around the kitchen. Like on the kitchen counter? <laughs> just plug it into yeah. your phone charger? <laughs> it's like right next to the iPad and the phone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, it's just lawnmower 4.0, people. It's always grabbing on my way out the door. <laughs> yeah. You never know. So it's got a little LED light and it's waterproof. Plus the uh, wireless charging system on the 4.0, John. The Weed Whacker, I also use all the time, and uh, it is it is the way to go. So you don't want to end up ill-prepared for the moment when the holiday celebration begins. The ceramic blade, the skin-safe technology, the quality, and now the deal. 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. The 400K LED spotlight turns on. Whoosh. Ooh. And you have the tools for the job. There you go. Ooh. You, uh, Ben on the stream says, remind me not to eat at your house. We've got a uh, health code violation. Oh, uh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't pass. Actually, no, I'm, I'm very cleanly. I also uh, okay. pay Nova to come over like every other week. <laughs> so uh, let's start with this, John. Thursday night football. Football is upon us. We're going to have one day off between NFL football this week. Provided one of these Tuesday games as we record this doesn't get moved to Wednesday, I guess that's still possible. Uh, really, really quick before we dive into the game, mm -hmm. I wrote this down because it kind of hit me yesterday, and we're recording this, like you said before, some more games. Couldn't they stagger some games the last couple weeks of December? Like, obviously, it'd be a pain in the ass early in the season. Like, I get it. But, like, these couple weeks, there's a lot of open inventory for days to just... Like, the, you know, the NBA who, I mean, might they could postpone their league or season at any moment. But, like, Christmas has always been their day. When it falls on a weekend, and it has the last couple of years, even Saturday, the NFL's got two games Saturday. They are going to dominate those six hours. 
and they're two pretty good games. Like the NBA's yeah. fucked whether they play the games or not. Like why doesn't the NFL think about could you go a, a late December week Monday through Sunday? Uh, well, you couldn't. You probably wouldn't do it the second to last week of the season, right? Because you yeah, can't be like compensate this, it'd those be, teams. It'd be this week because all those teams play Sunday at the same time, basically, right? On week eighteen. Oh, yeah, I haven't thought too. I haven't thought it that far through because obviously you'd have you couldn't make a team go like Sunday to Tuesday, right? They couldn't right, have a day right. off. Could you? Could you stagger some buys? I don't know. I'm just. I think you're gonna feel it today. Like I saw everyone complaining on social media yesterday. Raiders Browns. This game sucks. Yeah, guys, there could just be no football game on. It wasn't that bad, dude. <laughs> I, I, to me, Twitter loves doing the, you know, this game sucks, and I'm watching it. Power of the league. Like, yeah. Do you know how much shit I watch? Everyone watches. I've watched the same <laughs> Office episode twelve hundred times. Like, football is just football. We don't need to talk about it every single time that a bad foot. Now, I'll tell you this: that Browns Raider game was much better than Bears Vikings. And you know what I did? Instead of tweeting about how I was watching a shitty game, I stopped watching that game. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped could, watching that game. What, Bears-Vikings? Yes. It was bad. It was rough. It was much uh, worse than 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 Bears-Browns. I mean, Raiders-Browns. Would you agree with that? Uh, it was pretty bad, yes. It was It was a rough watch. It was. My, my guy was felt like he was going to have a mental breakdown. I mean, his team was having mental breakdowns. It was... Yeah. It was a it was a tough watch. If you have any connection, I can't even imagine being a Bears fan. You see what they caught on uh, on the camera. What what, the, what does the ref say? Upon further review, yeah, you hear yeah. the fan. Upon further review, we suck. Even Steve Levy had to laugh. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was tough. Was even Lewis Lewis is boys like tight with Nagy. And he can't even, he was like, you know, bottom line business, you just probably yeah. not, what you know, you, you win or you lose. <laughs> what can you say? By the way, Schefter, as we're recording this, uh, tweeted that Tyreek Hill uh, on reserve COVID list, uh, other players are coming, but as one source said, quote, it's a mess. You know, I do think because we're talking about this Thursday night game well, ahead of it. Tra- Travis went on yesterday, Kelsey. Kelsey. Uh, this the, Like you got to treat any game where you're healthy like a must win game. Because you have no idea when you're going to play a game without half of your roster or without your quarterback or as the Browns did with one offensive lineman in, their, in his correct spot. Like for the Niners and Titans, you the Niners are mostly healthy, knock on wood, Twenty more than 24 hours before that game. They got to play that game like it's a must-win game because you just can't afford to lose a game with your whole roster because you might end up playing one without your whole roster. Well, they haven't had a COVID guy, it doesn't feel like, in this the last couple of weeks. Oh, it doesn't feel like that. What I don't understand, I asked someone in the NFL about this yesterday, they stopped testing vaccinated players, and like 99% of the league is vaccinated. So as of Monday, if you're asymptomatic, you're not getting tested. Now, maybe some of these guys are showing symptoms. I I don't know. But the the league stopped testing, you know, unless you ask for a test. Unless you're vaccinated, Uh then you got to follow the rules. But I'm with you. Like at any moment... You know, the Chiefs are lucky, right? They bank some wins, and worst case scenario, they might not get the one seed if they have some COVID disaster, but they're going to the playoffs. I mean, they fucking won the division. At any moment, if the Niners popped up and lost, I don't know, a couple important guys, it would be trouble fast. Well, I'll tell you what, if they lost Ayuk or Debo Kittle, they would look like the Titans on offense. I mean, the Titans, I, I watched, we both Remember watched. Remember they did? Some- was it two years ago against the Packers? No, it was last year. 
Remember, it was Trent, Ayuk. It was Ayuk for a false negative, a false positive, right? Wasn't I think Trent Ayuk was Thursday too. Night? And I think Debo was actually hurt at the same time, so he was yes, already sir. out. It was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Titans Niners Thursday night, John. Uh, where do we begin? A.J. Brown, as of this uh, discussion, is eligible to play. Doesn't mean he's going to play. I don't know if you noticed, Elijah Molden just hit the COVID list for the Titans. So it'd be hard for him. I don't know that he'll play. What do you think of this matchup with Tennessee? The Niners are favored on the road Thursday night football. I don't know that we thought that was going to happen at the beginning of the year, especially once the season started getting played. I think before the season started, we thought maybe this could happen. They'd be favored Thursday night football. But uh, once the season started rolling, that did not look likely. But the Titans have looked terrible. As we talked about the other day, they have scored 13, 13, 20, and 13 points in each of the last four games. I, I do think that Lorenzo Neal and Eddie George pose a problem. Uh, obviously, I'm Not kidding. walking through that door. No, they're not. And they are – I watched the Pittsburgh game in a little bit. I, I, I remember I watched it live, but just watched probably half of it this morning of the Patriot game because in between they beat the Jags. I, I just don't count that game. <laughs> Uh, they they are lifeless on offense. And it's rare. You know, even like uh, I saw the Minnesota Vikings tweeted out Rick Spielman calling Harrison Smith and Dalvin Cook that they made the Pro Bowl. And he called them the day of the game yesterday. And they just tweeted out the video. And like Dalvin Cook is a Pro Bowl player. You watch Dalvin Cook. He's one of the better non-quarterbacks in the league. But I've seen them without him with their backup and be fine. Like even the even the Saints, Alvin Kamara is a star, but like they can operate without him. The Titans can just not operate without this guy. And unlike those guys, I mean, they're kind of dependent on him not just to be good, like to rush for two hundred yards. Like remember when he got hurt, we were going through some of the numbers. He was on pace for with the extra game. Could he had like a twenty four thousand or twenty four hundred? I mean, it was could have been stupid. He he had a chance to win the MVP. And like maybe pretty easily, like it would have been if he ran for over 2000 yards and they were a couple more wins, I think people would have wanted to vote for something different than a quarterback and he would have won the award. And I think if you've watched him play, it feels like, yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. You know, he, he the, how big he is, how fast he is, how skilled he is. They have just not been the same, but they got reinforcements. And remember, we talked a lot about this guy because of Kyle's connection with him. But this hamstring, man, he just can't stay healthy. So Julio being out, like, they got him for a reason because with that big three, when they're healthy, the Niners would have not matched up well against those two guys, right? No. Hell, if AJ, if AJ is eligible to play, he is an enormous addition given what they have. And I don't give a shit if, he, if it's him and me and you are the other couple wide receivers. I don't think the Niners could cover him. But, like, it is much easier when it's just the one guy. The guy, they're playing with people. We went over the names. Well, when you watch, like today, I'm listening to music at the gym, watching it on the Stairmaster. So I don't, you know, I, I'm not listening to the broad. I don't know who these players are. I mean, they're just no name, random numbers. Cody Hollister, like. Nick Westbrook, Akeen, Chester Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, the, Niners are, the Niners are way more talented is what my takeaway watching them play the last without these guys. I think that. Not to give you the, uh, you know, like they go to the, we'll, we'll go back to the CBS studio before kickoff and there's 30 seconds and seven people that have to give their key to the game. It's always like, don't turn it over. I got the Niners. You're, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I do we think in it's the trenches. <laughs> I think it's that the team that rushes for more yards will win today. Thanks, coach. I do think it's as simple as if the Niners don't turn over the football, they win because even with AJ Brown, they cannot, they're not going to, 
AJ Brown's not going to look like Antonio, 18 catches or whatever, because Tannehill can't, there's not going to be enough time for him to complete that many balls. They I think are, the Niners would take, uh, the, would they take though, if I said AJ Brown's back 18, remember it was 275, but no touchdowns? Yeah, why not? They're good in the red zone. They're good in the red zone on defense. We saw that last week. Fal- Falcons stink. But would you take 275 from AJ Brown, no touchdowns, or 75 and three touchdowns? The first one. No touchdowns. Because yeah, they haven't no scored three touchdowns in over a month. Unless they scored three touchdowns. How do they the 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 Jags game they scored twenty? I assume yeah, that's two touchdowns, Daniel two field not. goals. Yeah, well, he didn't. He, he's thrown one touchdown in the last three games, and that yeah. was not in the Jags game. So I, I don't think that was a mixed extra point. So they haven't scored three touchdowns in weeks. Tannehill's in averaging game. about about one thirty a game right now in the air, and and they don't have a running back. Fourteen picks. I don't care. AJ Brown, if he were one hundred percent, and there's no way he's one hundred percent because he hasn't. They haven't said he's playing yet. Chest injury, three weeks back from IR. Um, Is Tannehill a top fifteen quarterback right now? No. No, no, John. They are now. They he's got no talent around him, and they can't protect. They were almost three sacks a game, twenty seventh in the league coming into the last three weeks into the month, and they're over three sacks a game in the last month. So they can't protect. They do get after the quarterback. They do coach, do that. Their their coach is good. Like their head coach is a legitimate guy, right? Yeah. He's a. If we did the coaching draft, which we've always talked about, he would go high. Like if, if you and me owned a team and we ended up with Mike Vrabel, I don't think we'd be feeling bad, right? No, if it was like you you draft you draft eighth, but then you'll get the number one quarterback. Like you would take Vrabel and say, I'll, "I'd take give me the best player somewhere else," right? Well, if I told you Mike Vrabel wasn't a former linebacker, but he was a tight end and he was the offensive guy, how do we talk about Mike Vrabel? Because the guy goes to the playoffs every year. He's won playoff games on the road, and again this year, I know they're they've lost three or four games, but. The reason hasn't killed them because they were like nine and one when that happened, right? I mean, they they fucking good. Mike Vrabel is a big time coach, so you could argue their their quarterback kind of sucks, and they got some offensive weapons missing. But their head coach is a you're, you're facing, you know, the real deal. I mean, this guy, this guy's big time on a short week, at where he doesn't have to travel, right? Right. Todd yeah. Downing. Todd Downing. You just. Uh, to me, it's you. You just you don't turn the ball over. You win the game. Because yes, they'll create a pass rush. They will. They might a few times put Jimmy in a spot to throw a pick. Maybe they'll stop the run, and you'll be in some third and sevens. But they're not like you said. They're not as talented as you. And as the Niners, you are now executing offensively because you're healthy. Yeah. So I don't like. Is AJ Brown difficult to cover? Yes. They don't protect Tannehill. Like he should not be able to put four quarters of slicing and dicing with AJ Brown together. They shouldn't be able to put together that many. Now, if they hit some big plays, you know, I don't think they'll be able to put together like sustained long drives. But Tannehill looks like Alex Smith would have looked if instead of going to Andy Reid, he had gone to like the New York Giants or something. He just, and again, he looks fine when he has a running game. He's very dependent. Like, like Alex, once Harbaugh got here, everything was fine. But before Harbaugh, it was ugly. But like Tannehill is very similar because physically I I thought his arm was a little stronger. I did like I, too. I told you I, I his I arm do doesn't know. look great. I think he I looks a lot he like Alex. Like, he looks like Alex, but he throws like Philip Rivers right now. You kind of Does a he look arm. like Philip? There was one ball he threw in the Steeler game to the sideline. 
And I was like, how did that, that ball took forever to get there? I, I'm with you. It's weird. I don't know. Yes. He's a bizarre player, but he's going to, you're going to look up when his career well, ends. it would be like, he'll bank $197 million. Yeah. I, to me, he's most good quarterbacks. Good. Good enough to be a starter, consistent starter. Some years you can go to the playoffs and maybe you can win some games with him. But if he doesn't have really good players around him, it's just not going to be good enough. And it might even look bad. Well, don't you, I think, wouldn't you imagine that Kyle kind of likes him? Like would play with him? No problem. He could execute Kyle's offense. Yeah, he could. If he had Debo and Kittle and Ayuk. Yeah, and I'm, just, I'm just saying, you yeah. just put him on the Niners yeah. team, he'd, he'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. But he wouldn't, you, you would still think like, do we need to trade for Trey Lance right now? Right. You might totally. not think that because he, one thing he has been, it's been pretty durable, right? But, and I'd say a major difference between him and Jimmy, he is big, right? He's 6'4". He looks big. He looks like a big NFL quarterback. He's like college, a, he was, a, he was he, a Big 12 receiver. He's on DeRuiter's. Uh, when DeRu- remember, what's his name? Uh, the former Packer coach, Sherman, got fired. Sherman. And Deru- yeah. didn't, wasn't DeRuiter the interim coach for a bowl game? For the bowl do game. Do I have yeah. that correct? You do. I remember DeRuiter, not to out him, told me one time when we were bullshitting about Ryan Tannehill, he's like, you know, I, now again, he was really young and a, a wide receiver when he was around him, and he went against him every day in practice as the defensive coordinator. I don't think he thought he was going to be – honestly, I didn't either. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked he's, his career has turned out as successful as it has. Right? A lot of people kind of shorted yeah, his I, career after Adam Gase. I know another guy that was on that A&M staff, and same, same thing. So I – yeah. Uh, Akasha's Titans are dead last in explosive play since Derrick Henry gets hurt, got hurt. That is believable, having watched them. Gustavo says Tannehill is a lesser version of Jimmy with better legs. Who's better, Tannehill or Garoppolo? Uh, I, I just I've seen it more. I would just trust Jimmy more, and my trust level of Jimmy is not like that high. But I would. I mean, he's Tannehill won multiple playoff games. Where's running back went for 200 yards? He's handed it off. Now, obviously, Jimmy had one of those multiple games. Mostert had the big game in the NFC Championship game. I feel like they rushed for a lot of yards. Was it? It was. It was another running back against Minnesota that had like 140 yards. Was it? Uh, not Breda, but I think Jimmy lived a pretty charmed life too in the playoffs. So I guess, yeah, I mean man, that's that's unfair. If you put Tannehill on this team right now, do you look at the Niners? Do you think like, oh, they'd, they'd be a lot better? They might, they might be a little better, a little more trustworthy maybe. But again, Tannehill's got 14 picks this year. so Yeah. Well, I mean, Jimmy could have had about 30, right? <laughs> for, a guy, for Jimmy that doesn't throw 99 miles an hour, because I had someone DM me the other day. They're like, listen, I'm a, I'm a diehard Charger fan, and Herbert's the best thing that's ever happened to us. But do you think that he should take a little off some of these balls? And I was like, you know... You know, I always thought Keenan Allen is some of the better hands in the league, and he sometimes the balls just go right through his hands. And it's like I don't even know if I blame Keenan Allen. It might just be an uncatchable ball for every human being in the NFL. I think the answer to that question is yes. He needs to turn, take a little off sometimes. But, but I also think he extends like twenty yards. He yeah. extends plays knowing he can fire it in late. But it's just a hard ball to catch. That's what I thought watching the Kansas City game last. What week. would the Niners' record be with Justin Herbert? Eleven and two. It's a good question. I mean, uh, it'd be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they'd have beaten Seattle twice, probably. Well, you never know. I mean, you can always lose a game here or there. You're not, you don't think you're losing to Colt McCoy. They it's hard to play that game, but you would think they're at least a 10 win team. Yeah. Do you think you can make that trade this offseason? 
if we did if we did the player quarterback draft, does Herbert make it past three? Factoring in age and everything. Yeah. Okay. Say yeah. You're the nine. Who do you draft first? Do you go Rodgers? I mean, he's probably going to win a second MVP in as many years. Just go. You know what? I'll let me just. I'm going to live. It's. Be, I'm going to have excellent quarterback play for like the next two or three years. I always factor in. It's just. It's hard not to with the age. I. You know. No one would argue. He's taking Patrick number one. The character stuff's a check. The 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 resumes a yeah. check. Yep. You know. It just. It just. So you're I, saying Herbert goes just, ahead of Mahomes. I'm. I'm sorry. Ahead of Brady or Rodgers. Well, to me, Brady is not getting chosen that high. We factor in age. Factor in yeah, age. Yeah, He's 44. No, I would uh, take Herbert. I think the Roger one, you're having deep debate like, hey, guys, could we just go on the greatest four-year run in the history of runs? Where Herbert, you're just thinking like, I'm thinking a decade. Like, I'm sending my kids that are eight years old. I know where they're going to high school. So Herbert over Josh Allen? I think yes. I think so, yeah, as well. Yeah. I think Josh's star has dimmed a little bit. It has, but he had an historic year last year. It'd be hard for it. To- I'm a fan. I, he's still going high, but I, I think Herbert, I think he'd get some convo, wh- whoever's picking one. Yeah, I agree. You're, I you're agree. having a meeting. Like, can we just bring yeah, there is a meeting. Yes. again? <laughs> there is a meeting, absolutely. Um, all right, so Niners-Titans, Thursday Night Football. It is a game that I think you said it best to me before we started recording, but I don't think you've said it here yet, so I'll say it and give you credit. Uh, if you lose the game, it's a game that will look bad. You can't, it's going to be hard to lose the game and have it look good. It'll be like, oh my God, how did you show? You know, it's not like, oh, you guys played great. You just got outplayed. Shouldn't look like that against this Titans team. They don't have the personnel. Well, the other thing we had talked about before we hopped on, if this was a normal week, like there's just attacks on a road team. <clears throat> I would say, I mean, probably starting early on in the season, but definitely November and December. What's this line if it's a normal week? Six? Yeah, I, I said six. I I started to think maybe even six and a half just to make it a little difficult on taking the road team. What do you the think? The Niners have scored 30-plus points, I think, four of their last five games. I mean, this team's struggling to score points. I know. against 14.75 points per game in their last four games. Even the Jags, like, 20 to nothing is not an ideal win, right? Like, you would like to beat the shit out of them. That was... Urban Meyer's last game. Oh, yeah. I, re- I remember that guy. Yeah, Urban? Yeah, once upon a time. All right, John, uh, to the practice fields for the 49ers, on the latest edition of 49ers Talk, uh, the great Matt Mayoko, esteemed 49ers beat writer, said this about Trey Lance. I hear he's doing really well. Someone up on the 49ers food chain, high on the 49ers food chain, told me in the last three weeks, He's been very good. Matt went on to say that the injury that Trey Lance suffered when he hit his finger on the helmet of a Raider during the preseason affected his accuracy issues early in the year and that that finger is fully healthy now. He also said that Fred Warner made an unsolicited comment the other day after the game, and it mirrored what he had been told before the game by a high-ranking Niners official that Trey Lance is carving up, and that was the word, carving up, the 49ers' first-team defense. What do you make of it? Well, a lot of people are carving up the secondary. So it's like, you know, it's, he, he is throwing against Amber Thomas and uh, Josh Norman. And Nick Bosa's not allowed to hit him like he's allowed yeah. to hit the other I, quarterbacks. I'm being, some, I'm being somewhat 
you know, sarcastic, facetious, whatever, but like he is not completing balls against Deion Sanders in practice. Like you hear some of these great teams, like we didn't allow completions in practice. Like you, if you've ever heard like the Ravens 0-1 defense or watching the 30 for 30 on the Bears. I was watching the 30 for 30 of the Bears over the last like, I don't know, three months. And there's a clip in there where the defense and Buddy Ryan, because he hated Mike Ditka, refused to let them do anything in practice. And eventually, like, McMahon and Ditka, McMahon went to Ditka and, like, you have to talk to him. We're getting nothing out of practice. They fuck us up. So, I mean, part of it is, like, they're trying. He can't. It's a it's a positive, though. I'm not trying to make fun of him or make fun of even the, the secondary. You want to hear good things in practice. Like, once upon a time, and I'm not comparing this guy, and by no means... Until I see it, people thought, I'm a hater. I'm thinking he's going to become this. But that first year, there were stories coming out every week about Mahomes in practice, right? That was a big thing of just what he was doing in practice, throwing the football. Because you don't get credit. They can't hit you, so you're not running around. It's throws. And one thing I think he said Fred Warner said, right, was just the velocity. Maybe he said the guy told him this was the velocity and just how powerful his arm is making these throws, which... It, I mean, it's the thing that jumped out in training camp. It's If you've been to enough NFL practices, you've eventually seen some Matt Schaubs and Alex Smiths and Blaine Gabberts and, and Jimmy Garoppolo's and Derek Carr's. You just have a, a long Rolodex of what even product like not every player is Mahomes, right? You, you can win with Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is just not going to look like, I bet if you and I went to a Bills practice in training camp, you'd come away like, holy shit, Josh Allen, right? <laughs> Part of it is when you have a powerful arm, and it goes back to the first time I remember at Fresno State seeing Derek Carr at practice. It just jumps out to you on the sideline. So it's it's one. Th- it's why the media was blowing Trey Lance in practice. But when a player say it, they're less about like they've seen it all, right? I mean, Fred Warner's been a starter in the NFL for four. He's seen every single basically quarterback in the league, probably besides like Brady. That it's more about like this is this guy looks different. Now, granted, who was running scout team the last couple of years was Bethard, and you know. Mullins. He's played well against Garoppolo, though, in practice. Fred? Yeah. Yeah. And Fred's just, I mean, think how many quarterbacks he's seen. Stafford, obviously Russell Wilson, how many, he's probably seen Russell Wilson, what? Eight times, four or two times, I mean, eight times. Kyler Murray now, six times. He's seen, I guess, he missed a game against Colt, but you know what I'm saying, right? He's seen all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think... Uh... And Fred, I would say, over his short history here, he doesn't have too many "quote unquote" polarizing statements, right? He's not just no. I would say you know George can just say some things, right? But you know, just hyperbolic a little bit. I'd say Fred, if like to me, if Bosa were to say something, like I don't remember the last Bosa quote. Bosa was like, "That's the best left tackle I've ever gone against." I'd be like, "Damn, that guy's probably pretty good," right? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I don't think this should be. Over, it's good news. I don't think it's overly surprising. When we just go back and talk about what Trey Lance's football life has been like to this point, he's never really been in a situation like the one he's in this year. And if he had been playing, then we would say he's never been in a situation like that either. But this is his first year in the NFL. And, you know, you would have loved to have heard stuff like this about Jordan Love, but we didn't. I think the thing that makes it easier to believe with Trey Lance is that I've seen Trey Lance play. And after I saw Trey Lance play, my takeaway was this guy, this guy has something here. We watched it in practice. Then we watched it in games. 
And they've got something here potentially. So this isn't shocking to me. Why wouldn't he be more comfortable today than he was several months ago? If his if his finger wasn't a hundred percent, why wouldn't he be better now? I mean, I, I think we agree that Trey Lance playing, particularly for Kyle Shanahan, who knows how to protect a quarterback and you know not put a quarterback in compromising situations. I think that would be valuable experience for him. But it doesn't mean that you gain zero by sitting. There is something to be gained by being the backup quarterback for an NFL team, practicing against the first-team defense. And so I'm not surprised to hear that it's going well for him. You know, I think we thought four years ago when that five-player draft of, you know, Josh Allen, Baker, Lamar, like it was going to be a huge case study. You know what it turned out? Lamar went to somewhere sweet. He's sweet. Josh went to a place that was building. He had to work on it, but his talent, the cream was going to rise with him, right? He was just, he's just too talented to not, maybe he wouldn't have become as good as he became on a, I mean, he's on a playoff level team, but he was going to be good. You could have put him on the Texans or the Jags and he would have jumped off the screen. Baker was just going to have some flaws because of his physical skills. Turns out Sam Darnold might be the guy that just went to a bad spot through his career off, but maybe not. Maybe he was just destined to not be that good. And Josh Rosen, like, just wasn't an NFL player. This year, it feels like a little different. It's just going to be a case study on, like, universally everyone thought Trevor Lawrence was incredible, and he's been terrible. But he's also in a place where their coach didn't make it to week 14. You know, Zach Wilson has been an abomination this year. Now, his team sucks, but when other players and several other quarterbacks have come in, they've played well. Trey is the only guy of the group not really going to play at all. I mean, he got one start. It's not nothing, right? He got one NFL start against uh, 10, you know, once maybe they finished with 11 wins, the Cardinals. That was, that was and, and, a, and a half, and a half. And a half against the Seattle Seahawks. But, like, all the other guys were thrown in. I mean, guy, they're like, look at what Justin Fields is dealing with. Mac Jones is the only guy that kind of got a Trey Lance landing spot, but he had to play right away. Yeah. And he's been their starting quarterback, won the job. I think we're going to look back in a couple years. Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence are going to be a bust. I would bet Zach Wilson. And there's a chance, if I was a betting man, I would say that it's going to be pretty difficult just given the where he's playing for Trevor Lawrence ever to live up to the hype. Because it's just, it's on a, it, the train is already off the tracks. And it's not, I'm not totally blaming him, but if you just, peek at a Jags game, he does not jump off the screen. He just doesn't. Really? I think athletically he does. I, I think he know, looks different yeah. than most guys with his height, his narrow waist. But I but I do think a lot of guys now move pretty well. You know, I, mean, I think a large percentage of quarterbacks are pretty athletic. Yeah, I think for his height, though, I, I do think he looks different than most guys. When, when I say doesn't jump off the screen, for a guy that I was told was like LeBron James. Or Bryce but wouldn't Harper, you? Or, I mean, really, you go back to his last couple of years at Clemson. Like it was last well, I know, year. At Clemson I know. Guy, I kept getting texts from people like in the media. Like, you know, I don't watch that much college football, but everyone, what what are we looking at here? I'm like, I don't know. Everyone tells me it was not Andrew Luck at Stanford. You went to his national championship game, didn't he? Have an incredible game in that game. Yeah, what really happened in that game was Clemson picked off two on Pick the six, first right? drive, like, yeah. uh, like at the, you know the 20-yard line, like it was a walk-in touchdown. Clemson jumped on him, and that was that. And T. Higgins, I th- was it T. Higgins was the freshman on that team? Mm-hmm. Or was it a different receiver? I think, it was, no, 
It wouldn't have been Amari, T. Higgins. Was it Amari Rogers? Was that his name? Armani Rogers. One of those guys. Maybe it was T. Made a sweet sideline you know catch that, on a ball that, that Trevor that was T. actually throwing out of bounds. Rogers is T. Martin's son. Armani Rogers is T. Martin's son. Well, I only know that because I follow T. Martin on Instagram. He's now the wide receiver coach for Baltimore. And he said it, and he had an Instagram picture of like, this is the greatest accomplishment of my life, walking out to an NFL game with my son that we're both a part of. I'm like, God, that's, that's pretty incredible. Cool. But I didn't, I didn't realize that Rodgers, who is now plays with Aaron Rodgers on the Packers, uh, was, his, was his child. I did not know that. Maybe he just meant son, like symbolically, like he coached him, but I, he wouldn't have coached no, him I, he was at Clemson. That's, no, I did not know that. That's wild. But anyway. But, I guess, but, but my point is back to this quarterback class, like, he did get a, a much like I, I had the thought if Jimmy never would have been injured and they just would have been able to make the playoffs last year, there wouldn't have been as much urgency. Maybe they stay, maybe they just don't end up doing what they do and have a guy. Maybe they don't draft a quarterback. Maybe they draft, maybe they just don't draft a quarterback, right? If Jimmy's just humming along and they just keep their guy going for 20 million, they'd feel good about it. Kind of like the yeah, they wouldn't do be, with Tannehill. especially you wouldn't be trading up. I guess I just had the thought if Trey Lance had ended up with the Panthers, just one of these other teams, I bet there's a decent chance that it would just would have been very, very difficult. You know? Yeah, we could just not very much I, experience. It could have looked really shitty. I feel confident saying this. Maybe we'll look back and maybe if he's good right away or really good in two years, we'll say, God, if he had only played year one, maybe there will be a debate about whether or not Trey Lance should have played right away. But I don't think there's a debate that there are not many better landing spots for a quarterback than Kyle Shanahan. I know it can be complicated. I know he's hard on them. I know all that stuff. But the options are if you could take the 49ers, if you're a young quarterback and it's the 49ers or the mystery door, you take the 49ers. And if behind the mystery door is I – don't, I don't even know who would be behind the mystery door that makes you go, yeah, that's a better option. The Rams? I don't know. I mean, McVeigh. Yeah, that's difficult. I mean, it's. I mean, I would want McVeigh. Don't get me wrong. Like he's on the list of guys I'd want to play for if I were a quarterback. But one one thing I heard about McVeigh is he's not. I mean, he just shows it with his actions. Like I don't think he's really living in the developmental world. Yeah, he's proven like he is. He wants dudes. But I'll give Kyle credit on this one. Forced in his hand a little bit with the Jimmy situation last year, but he looked in the mirror. And part of it was Deshaun got in trouble and Stafford wasn't available once he got traded to the Rams. But he okay doing this. And clearly it's not in his nature. I had a buddy in the NFL who was a big fan of Kyle ask me, like, is he a happy guy? I'm like, yeah, you know, he's not. I wouldn't say he's Belichick curmudgeon, but I wouldn't call him Pete Carroll. You know? Some guys are happier that way, John. Well, yeah, <laughs> I agree. But I think sometimes as a young quarterback – you know, part of sometimes having a coordinator is like you guys get to kind of be the head coaches over here. You guys get to be together. Part of with Kyle is like, if you're the quarterback, you he you're with him. You know, like yeah. you guys are kind of tied to the hip. Yeah. Like it's it's got to be a pretty intense. Like part of being with Belichick, it's an intense environment for everyone in the football landscape. It's an intense environment for offensive players with the Niners. I mean, if, George Kittle, Trent, fucking Williams, those guys get along. But look at IU, but too. It was like, yeah, God, you but damn, I would argue it's, it's an intense place, which is helpful. I would argue. Let's go. Let's go. Fortune five hundred. Let's go pick out the most the the highest achieving companies, and I would imagine there are a lot of intense places, right? Again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, if you no. just ask a random offensive player for the Chiefs, who's just been on the team the last four years, been to a couple Super Bowls, they'd be like, "This place is sweet." 
He is yeah. just, you just do your shit. You know, your sh- he leaves you alone. I, I you know, he did not a yeller. Um, Kyle, I've, I've actually, do you remember him yelling being at a practice? No, I, I think he yells in the moment at Jimmy. Like we are not turning the ball over on this next drive, Jimmy. But he, I would imagine there's some story. He might. I don't think he's got he these be, Urban Meyer. No. No, I think like he doesn't let anybody else call the plays. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Kyle, uh, what, what do you think about doing here on third down? Shut the fuck. I'm shut the fuck. Thank you. You know, maybe he does that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's he giving out. I, I would imagine the meeting rooms aren't exactly always cuddly, right? I'm sure a compliment from Kyle goes a long way because you. Yes, they you don't you don't get a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, if you're a pro bowler, you know, if you're used Jack or Kittle or Trent, like it's now well, you what you become with Debo, it's cool. But I, pro- I bet if you're the right guard, you know, if you're the running back, if you're Iuke, if you're Jawan Jennings, like it's a fucking intense environment. I would bet this. I bet that I bet he compliments defensive players more than he compliments offensive players. Did did you there was I don't know if he said it on his podcast TV twelve or maybe he said it in uh the man in the arena. Or maybe he I, said I it to uh I I'm gonna get go, I think uh, let's go plus just for man of the arena. Yeah, he could have said it to anybody. But Brady had a quote that said, If I'm putting together a team that has to win a game in in under no circumstances is Wes Welker not on the team. And I'm just saying, like, just you have mm. that quote from Tom Brady. Like Wes is part of this kind of group, right? And you're just a wide receiver coach in this offense. You're you know, you're close with the quarterbacks too. It's all kind of one little unit. Yeah. You know, I mean, they do just have, you know, a pretty high level group of, of I would say younger people, right? I mean, Wes and Kyle would skew younger than some staffs in the league. I mean, Andy's, you know, 62, right? He's, he's Sean. He's a young 62 though, isn't he? What's Sean Payton? 58. Yeah. Yeah. Coaches are just naturally kind of young. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef. Free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get ButcherBox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game, 
They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Uh, potentially good news here, by the way, John, to uh, slip in as uh, we talk about this on Tuesday afternoon. Saw this. Cam Inman tweeted this that uh, John Lynch said on KNBR that Elijah Mitchell's knee issue has taken a positive turn. He'll be a game time decision on Thursday. He's had a concussion protocol. Knee came on the same play in Seattle, Lynch says. I didn't, did, did we know the knee injury happened on the concussion play? I did not I th- realize that. What I assumed, I didn't I read that much leftover. into it. Yeah, I, I thought it was one of those, like, he passes the concussion protocol, but on Monday morning his knee really hurt, and they gave him an MRI, and he had something going on. That's what I, I, that's what I envisioned. Because he, he shows up to practice or Monday morning to the training room. He's got a shattered finger that he's trying to overcome. He's got a newly concussion, and he's limping. So, yeah, yeah I play running back. I've, I've started six straight games for Kyle Shanahan. I've been in the league for six months. He's going to kill me. I just think, given how often guys get hurt, you need another guy healthy, just in case Jeff Wilson Jr. take a couple carries from Debo, even if he's not 100-100%, although you don't mess with a knee like you mess with a broken finger, right? Though a broken finger can be dicey because you, you know, you know if you can't grab the football. But um, if he's healthy enough to play, I just think, again, I go back to the COVID statement I made at the beginning of the podcast. Just the number of players you have available, I think, is so critical. You just never know when you're going to lose somebody. You could lose somebody on the plane. Right. You could lose somebody in the locker room, the bus like COVID has created a scenario where 
players come off of availability not related to anything that happened in the field on the field. So just because you got through last week's game, Monday injury report, nobody on it. Cool. As long as nobody gets hurt in practice, we're good. That's not the story right now in the NFL. So if Kyle Shanahan, do you know who would be a pretty big loss? What if he tested positive? Absolutely. Because he's what probably never let. What would they do? Well, I would imagine head coach becomes. Hightower? <laughs> a lot of teams just make the special teams coach the interim coach. Do you take special teams situation. responsibility away from him for that? Yeah, I, I would not. Kyle couldn't do that. I mean, McDaniel has to call plays, even though Kyle's probably never let him call a play in his life. Yeah, I don't think you could do to McDaniel or definitely D'Amico's first year as defensive coordinator. You couldn't ask him to be the head coach, too. You, maybe you just make it like one of your older coaches on staff, like your old line coach or something. John, uh, you got John Embry. Yeah, I, I would imagine it'd be something like that, the tight end coach. Gangarello. Do you remember John Embry's two-year stint as the Colorado head coach? I do. I, I do. do. But uh, yeah, you'd have you'd have um, you'd have you'd have uh, who's in that Parag in the headset, a la you, David Cully to help him with timeouts. Can you imagine the reaction, Bobby Turner? Bobby, Turner. and I would only I would only want this to happen. Like I, I would be interested to see what it looks like if the game didn't mean anything. I just want to see what the offense would look like without him. If it got announced that Hightower was the interim coach for the week, what the reaction just on social media would be? I mean, that would be it would be hilarious. <laughs> Mike McDaniel as the OC would be fascinating. Yeah, I would. Because, again, he's done all this preparation. Kyle's probably never let him make a call a single play. I Ever. think he probably chimes in with some ideas. Yeah, probably. I, I guarantee he chimes in with some ideas. Yeah, Mike could scream that back to I think but... it's probably less democratic than the preparation, though, the game, the, the game calling. But anyway... Elijah Mitchell back. Just, I mean, really, it's more about not just Thursday night. It's just Elijah Mitchell healthy is a big deal because he's one of their best players. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's if he's playing, their talent. Do you know what shows you about Jeff Wilson? And this when their season starts. I was thinking about this the other day. Their running back room would have really been good, fully healthy, because Mozart brings an element that they don't. I mean, he's the, one of the fastest guys in the league. Yeah, and so you get him, and then you would have had Elijah Mitchell, pass Trey Sermon, and then Jeff Wilson's your third string guy, running behind Kittle, Trent Williams, and uh, and Uzcheck on tosses. I mean, holy moly! No one hit the toss harder than than uh, Mostert. Probably why he's had like seven knee injuries in the last year and a half. I, I saw someone put on Instagram like Mostert has dropped the crutches. He's walking now. Like that's that's like a positive for a Kyle Shanahan running back. Like five months after a surgery, it's like. He's able to walk on his own. <laughs> it's like, good luck. <laughs> you know when uh, Eli refused to play for the Chargers? If I was like Kenneth Walker or whoever in the draft, I'd be like, Niners, do not draft me. I I, I, re- I will not sign with the 49ers. I have no. nothing but you respect go to Andy. the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Send me to Andy. He just throws screens. I, Clyde's like, yeah, it's pretty good over here, bro. You get as many carries in four years in, in Kansas City as Kyle giving one. I mean, it's pretty wild, though. Jeff Wilson, here is Elijah Mitchell. I think you take a moment to acknowledge. Here's Elijah Mitchell, by far and away, as a rookie, right? 165 attempts, by far and away, the Niners leader in attempts. By far. He has exactly 100 more attempts than the person who has the second most carries on the team. And do you know who has the second most carries on the team? Jeff Wilson, Jr., 
Well, see, th- this to me goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. What think of what the Titans would do right now for Jeff Wilson Jr. Just, I mean, guy, they were signing Adrian Peterson off the scrap heap, and then they cut him two weeks later because they realized he just wasn't any good. Like they are, they would die for that. So your backup running back, who really is like your third running back, would easily start for the team you're about to play. All your wide receivers and obviously your tight end. Like yeah. they, they got a couple defensive guys for sure. But other than that, your talent, like that to me is what jumped out where their record, but the talent gap. So if Elijah comes back, I saw Kyle say that uh, uh, Al Shire will be like a game time decision. But if he's able to go with Fred, who easily had like you and I talk sometimes like, listen, I, I don't know if Bowman and Willis get enough credit. Like Fred Warner, once he became a pro bowler, like, he's a really good player. But those guys, like just watching, I went back and watched some of that Atlanta Falcon, just the highlight package. 52 and 53, I mean, look like fucking Ray Lewis. You, know? you knew you were watching some of the best players ever that you'd ever seen when you watched those Yeah, two. it's like, uh, this does not look normal. I watched the NFL all day, Sundays for 20 years. These two guys. Fred had his version of that game last week. Now, it was the Falcons, but just his violence is flying around. Like, maybe he's just kind of realized having a down seat. They needed him. They had some injuries. If you get that Fred Warner, who's not Bowman or Willis, but th- I thought last week it felt more like 2020 Fred Warner of like, yeah, this guy's one of the top middle linebackers in the league. Their team is really good, you know, because the, the one separating factor for this team is they have guys that can play for given stretches for a season, like starting Pro Bowl players. And if you have seven, eight starting Pro Bowl players, even if your quarterback is a little bit of a roller coaster. It's hard to not be pretty good every week. And now they're playing a team with how many pro bowlers with all their injuries are they going to roll in with? Simmons, that's it. Maybe their the safety. defensive tackle. Yeah. 31. Bi- yeah, Byards, Byards, Byards is but, an all pro. But I, pro I watched bowler. the Patriot game. He got Kendrick Bourne scored a touchdown on him. It's not like thing with a pro bowl safety. You know, there's like Ed Reed's and then there's just pro bowl safeties. You know, yeah. He's good. He makes them play. No, it's, I'm with you. It, it jumps out when you, to me, and I mentioned this, I think to you, maybe I mentioned this, we did a YouTube-only Raider Brown video Monday night. Maybe it was then I said it, but to me what makes the Niners players like Debo and Kittle and Ayuk really pop is when you watch a game where neither team has anyone, either of those guys. Like when you watch Raiders-Browns, there were none of those guys. And it makes you realize the 49ers have some of the best players in the league to get the ball to. Some of the best, most talented, elite production production players in the NFL. Like I don't know if there was how many yak yards combined between the Browns and the Raiders. It felt like nine total between the two teams. That's every every single play Debo or Kittle touch the ball. It is you cannot look away. They try to do something, and that's really incredible. And Elijah, he, I'm not, he's not on that level, but I mean he's four point six yards per attempt on the ground. I mean, this guy, 17 catches. I mean, it's been maybe even underrated what an incredible rookie year this guy's having, considering where he was drafted, where he came from. Nick Chubb would be pretty sweet with Kyle, but he'd probably get killed by like his third year. Uh, maybe he could handle it. That's a good point. J- Jacobs wouldn't last long. He gets way too many injuries. No. By the way, if Bob Stoops can, can coach a bowl game, why can't Mike Shanahan fill in if Kyle were uh, to miss a game? Mike would be here so fast. Maybe that's why Mike's on the. You know how they said like they're expanding the 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 number of players. Like they want to expand like the standby players. Maybe you can oh, get yeah. Mike Shanahan as like a standby head coach. 
Do you think Mike Shanahan, if we went to his office right now, has notes on every game the 49ers have played this year? He could name every player on the team, for sure. Right? 100. Uh, no, I'm being serious. Like, Do you think no, he has no, a notepad? I, yeah, I think he's taking notes opponent. on all their games. Yes. I'm talking like Monday, Tuesday, all 22 tape. Right? I don't think, I bet it's hard for Mike Shanahan just to crack a beer and watch a game. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I mean, you, the, the, would you imagine their dialogue between the two of them is probably pretty fluid during the season? Like yeah. throwing shit off him, asking him questions. I mean, Kyle has said it. Like, why wouldn't I not bounce things off my dad? Well, why wouldn't you give him special projects, right? Hey, the Titans on a short week. Could you get ahead on this and just give me some of your takes? Why wouldn't you use them like that? Like, what else is Mike doing? He's just a rich old guy sitting at home. Power struggle? Oh. Mike and Kyle? <laughs> uh, I think, actually think they got along pretty well. In, uh, yeah, Mike, I, I, I remember Mike, because I was there, he'd have quotes like, like Tiger and Charlie. Like, I think it was like the greatest. And same with Kyle. Like, I think it was a really big deal for them to... Now, I'm not saying they didn't scream at each other. Because remember, McVeigh and LaFleur have been like, it was a pretty intense environment. <laughs> I don't think it was an easy place because we think Kyle can be a little negative. Fuck. Google Mike Shanahan roaming the sidelines. He's not... How many times have you ever seen Mike Shanahan smile? Can you imagine Austin. the the just the room of just offensive coaches, LaFleur, McVeigh, Kyle, Mike? And Forrester, the guy that got caught doing a little coke at the office, I think was their O-line coach. Was there like a, a a Kubiak or something in there too, somewhere once along the way? I think I heard Kubiak's name last night watching Minnesota. I think his, like, his son's the offensive coordinator. His son's the OC. And there's another Kubiak on the Niner staff, Clay Kubiak, I think. I think the Kubiaks are uh, pretty good coaches. Uh, Austin on the stream says, give old Mike the special teams. I've been Mike. How about Mike Shanahan's special teams coordinator? That is such a great idea. Look who his last special teams coordinator was? No, no. How about make Mike Shanahan the special teams coordinator? Could you imagine him screaming his head off at Mitch Wisnowski after a shank punt? Sign me up. (laughs) One thing, uh, I listened to uh, Rick Stroud called into Eisen. And he just, Rich, or maybe Stroud, one of the two retweeted it. Like the eight minutes. Stroud is a beat writer he's like for a the... Ta- yeah, Tampa Bay Tribune yeah, yeah, or something. Right. I, I actually think he's like their football columnist is yeah. his job. So Lambeau had went to him. And he was just t- telling Rich, like they had been going back and forth with Urban's lawyers. Because they reached out and said, hey, we got this story. Do you have any comment? They only not only no comment, they say, can you hold it? We want to bring you some players that will shoot down the story but the players refused to go on record. It was a weird deal. But one thing Stroud was telling Eisen, like one clear thing in reporting this story and talking to people, he refused to talk to kickers and punters. Like Urban treated them like you would just really shitty. Like unlike unimplayers players on the team. And it just shows you like how dumb can you be? You know, like it's like, I bet Kyle. Bro, do you need a highlight reel of all the championships that have been won because of kickers? Well, and I bet Kyle wants to kill Robbie Gold sometimes, right? Like Robbie Gold makes one of the higher paid kickers. He just, let's face it, I, I he doesn't feel that reliable in any kick over like 40. But it makes no sense to scream at him, right? Absolutely none. Like ultimately, you are pretty, you could probably scream at the punter. I could live with that. I, I think the kicker though, you have to be pretty nice to. Because like when shit is, like you need him to make kicks unless you're Harbaugh. 
even though you had the best kicker, you just refused to kick. Yeah. Yeah, it's point. It's it's not only is it pointless to not try and build that person up is a dereliction of duty. It's, it's hurting your own team. Idiotic, man. Dumb. Just idiotic. Uh, do we want to talk about Baker today? Uh, I'd rather talk uh, Bo Nix. Bo Nix to Oregon? Kind of like that. Do you think Heisman Heisman potential? Uh, I don't know. I mean, his last couple of years have not been great, but he he's the guy the best year was his freshman year with Kenny Dillingham, who now is his new OC. And uh, Oregon's, you know, Oregon's good. So if you're the quarterback, I mean, look at it this year. Like, we really, it's pretty hard to come up with Heisman guys before the year sometimes. So, yeah, if you're Oregon's quarterback and you put up numbers, you're going to have a Heisman chance. Absolutely. Well, last year, I I think last year, if you just would have, like, played the hits, picked Ohio State and Alabama's quarterback. Yeah, I mean, but that's what, but but it wasn't, like, based on, you know, like, oh, this is obviously who the Heisman guy is going to be. You're right, C.J. Stroud. If you play the hit, we've had we've had transfers. You know, I guess Baker and Kyler were transfers. Justin Fields had a Heisman like season two years ago. It's it is. I'm not, I'm not saying Bo Nix is these this guy's ta- those guys. I mean, I would say Kyle. Even watching Fields, like his talent is immense. His arm strength, his speed. He needs to work on some shit. But like Justin Fields in the pocket. I was talking to a buddy. He's like, if you watch Justin Fields, he's actually not great like Deshaun and Russell Wilson when they roll, and even Lamar, they eat you alive. Justin is not great at that yet, even though he has the physical characteristics. In the pocket, he can just throw these like, whew, Herbert ropes. And uh, I don't know if Bo, uh, Bo Nix is not that guy, I guess is my point. But uh, I, I actually think he's going to be pretty good. Fields or Bo Nix? Bo Nix. I, I think Fields be okay too. Yeah, they got to get Bo Nix some receivers. They need to get Fields some receivers too. <laughs> uh, after watching the Bears game, I do have to retract my. You know, with Trevor Lawrence, maybe the Jags' job's better than the Bears' job. That was a dumb statement. That place was rocking the other night, so I take it back. Why? Well, I just uh, think it's simple. Doug Peterson right now, he's doing like the media tour. It's just the classic, like, he's getting ready. Like, just get, you get the, get in the vernacular, you know? It's like, oh, you see what Doug said? Oh, you see what Doug said? And now he's even at the point where, like, I'm just, I already, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence, you start propping up the guys where the job's already open, you know? You just start doing that. He lives, I, I read this ESPN.com article that Doug gave a bunch of quotes to. He lives in Jupiter, Florida. So Jeffrey Lurie's money was pretty good to him. I think that would make some sense. Like you're there, you know, regionally. But to me, if I'm just independent and I don't care where I live, coaching the Chicago Bears, I mean, that's a big fucking deal. So, uh, you know, it raises an interesting point, which is the Raiders are going to have some competition here, right? Ideally, Nagy and the Bears situation goes well. He saves his job because here are the Bears. Is the job a lock to be open? They are seven and seven. He's been decent. Which, whose job? Uh, or a guy, Rich Piscaccia? Oh, I think the Raiders' job is a lock to be open, yes. What do you think? I tend to, too, yeah. I think it's a lock. I mean, we've I had the... See, I, I can see Rich getting the, like, hey, we'll keep you on, kind of college yeah, style. stays as the special teams. teams. Yeah, why well, he shouldn't lose his job for having to become the head coach of the team. Yeah. Um, unless maybe Doug's got a guy. But, no, that's... But, I mean, if you're Doug Peterson, like... The Bears' job is a – you played for the Packers, 
and you coach the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Like you are a bright lights guy. You play, you have coached in the cathedrals. You have coached the premier, the default Sunday night football. When Fox doesn't know what to do, they throw in an NFC East game, right? The Packers rate every time. That's you know where Doug's, you do you know where Doug's career started? Do you know, who, you know where he became a backup quarterback? 49ers? I mean, kind of close, but Don Shula and Dan, he was Dan Marino's backup oh. quarterback. So he went from Marino to Farf as backup. Okay. <laughs> like, you would take the Bears job over the Raiders job, right? Uh, I do think Derek has a lot of value. Because I, I one agree. thing that you noticed last night, and we were talking about Tannehill, Derek in football circles is just better than these guys to football people. And I, I would agree. You know, he, he's better than Tannehill. He's more of a sure thing than, like, this is my thing with Lawrence. Lawrence, it, there's a chance that he doesn't turn out to be that good, right? I, I think it's fair to say that. Justin Fields, who knows, right? If you just said the Jets job was open, would the Jets job have a lot of value just because they have a first-year quarterback? I, I think you could just sell yourself on, hey, Mark, can we just give this guy a four-year extension? He wants to be here. I want to coach Derek Carr. I know I have a guy that I can win 30 years old. I can build the team around. We already have some pieces. Add on to it and let's go. That's why I, I do think Derek, for some NFL people, especially Doug, who's been in the league, right? He knows that like having, you know, one in the hands better than like all this hope in the bush. And that's kind of what young quarterbacks can be. Right? Like let's for say, for example, Kyle disappeared tomorrow and the Niners job came. There'd be a lot going for it because it has all this crew of young players. But if you got rid of Jimmy, you just have no clue. Like there's Mayoko and Jed or, you know, Lynch telling him how sweet the guy is in practice is one thing, but it's like he's got to play in the games. Where Derek, you just, I've seen him play in the games now for eight years. We can nitpick him all we want, and it's fair. But Harbaugh, Doug Peterson, like if you told right Doug Peterson tomorrow, like you have a, you have a playoff fringe-level roster and Derek Carr is your quarterback. Do you feel pretty good about your chances? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll take my chances. Yeah, and right. you know, and I guess I should also acknowledge this. Is Ryan Pace getting fired too in Chicago? There's not a guarantee. Like, you might have to work for a GM. Now, maybe, I don't know what happens with Pace, but my point is, like, with the Raiders, you're getting full control of the operation. I've never been one to undervalue Derek. I te- in our, I tend to... I, I, I know like you're not. Over. No, no, I know you're not. I just, I think it's a really good point. Like, I... It's I the reason I say that is I'm rethinking a little bit the Raiders situation. And I guess part of it would be what do you think of Justin Fields? Like what does Doug Peterson think of Justin Fields, right? He would have to do a study of his own. It's it to me, it's just one of those where you just you you're just taking a calculated risk with any of these young guys. To me, the Jags and maybe it's just I'm on the polar opposite coast. I just laugh at the franchise. I, I just have a hard no, time. I, I'm a coach of the joke franchise. They're a joke franchise, <laughs> especially when your options. And, and, and in fairness to the Raiders, like the Raiders compared to the Jags, it's not even – the Jags do not belong in that conversation. No. Organ, just organizational history, brand, all of it. JB, well, like, I think I, I think if Zimmer got fired, I think the Vikings would – if Spielman was hiring the coach, it would be a desirable job. They consistently have good players. The yeah. franchise matters. The owner has money. They've just consistently been competitive in our lives. Worst I mean, case, you've got a solid quarterback. Somebody else signed them and, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll tell you we'll be looking for our next. They've even talked about, I guess, did they draft? Yeah, they drafted Kellen Mond, but it's not like he's he doesn't matter. 
Uh, JB on the stream, who has a Raider logo in his avatar, says Raider's job just comes with the inherent fuckery from an organizational standpoint. You could argue the Bears comes with some of that, too. Not they quite do. to the Raiders level, though. But again, I, I just turned I, on the TV on Monday and saw that place absolutely rocking. And if you're Doug Peterson, you go, if I got this place like to a Super Bowl, I've done it, did it with Nick Foles in Philly. I mean, that would be, I mean, do it, you do it anywhere, it's legendary. So doing it with the Raiders would be legendary too. But. Well, think about this. Let's not even bring up Michael Jordan or, you know, the 85 Bears. Just think about like Thibodeau and Derrick Rose and that crew, how big of a deal they were. And they didn't get anywhere past the conference finals. Think how big Cubs teams that beside the ones that won it all, the Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor, when you are good in that town, it is just culturally important in this country, right? It's just, their fan bases are too big. They just have too many fucking people that follow their teams. Right? What is it? The third biggest city in America? Yeah. So it goes New York, LA, Chicago. I heard someone call it the third biggest market like within the last week. I've always yeah. assumed that. Yeah, it is. What's San Francisco? Well, by it's weird because if you if you factor in San Jose, it's bigger than an actual. And place, right? yeah, it's the the Bay Area. I mean, San Jose is the tenth largest city in America. Yeah. So if you factor in, if you combine San Francisco and San Jose, and and Oakland, yet nobody which, wants to go to a college football game at Levi's. I don't get it. But they don't go to college football games no, at Stanford, no, no, no. right? Cutler throwing to Marshall and Jeffrey was a big deal. Remember Jimmy Ward trying to cover them, I think, on Monday Night Football like six years ago? It was a bad matchup for old Jimmy. Uh, Hung says, uh, hey, hey, John, a guy, great show. Who do you give the most credit to for turning the Niners season around? Would love to hear your thoughts. Kittle's health. Yeah, I'd say Debo playing running back, too. Yeah, Debo's. Debo's. Uh... I'd say 85 and 19 just kind of did a get on my back. Because 97 has been playing, I'd say, basically the same way start to finish all season long. It's not like he's done everything he could, right? Same with Trent. It's like, I just show up every day, kick ass. But I think when you're a pass rusher, even if you get a sack a game, like you can only do so much. Trent Williams is like, I declete a guy every other play, but if they don't run behind me, you know, it's like, what the fuck? You, you, those two guys get the ball in their hands and they just... I would say also Jimmy just playing a little more under control. Like he was... He was out of control at times in some of these games where it's just I felt like he looked like a, the 28th best quarterback in the NFL. And I don't care how you could have 17 George Kittle. You can't overcome that. Like th there were games where Jimmy looked like a bottom five quarterback and you, you just can't overcome it. And the Niners had some injuries and they were off anyway. But he was he has been just dramatically just more under control. Like that's a huge just play under control. I, I don't need you to be. Like Joe Burrow, who does just sweet shit. Just just take a deep breath. Hell, take some sacks. That's where Derek, I think people crush him. Like Derek, for the most part, is really under control. So he's not losing you the game. Now people crush him when they're getting their ass kicked and he just keeps dumping it down. But I think Then he, he takes a deep shot. But he's wired himself King. like that's helped keep a, a average to below roster in these games over the last several years. Yeah. Right. I think Gruden hammered that into him. And then I think in that the play on Monday night probably just felt like fuck. We got no chip. I I gotta push the envelope. I'd say most of the times when Derek pushes the envelope to a non blue chip guy, it doesn't go well. He's thrown that pick several times in his career. 
And I think and he's he, who, he, I mean, he if did he's a lot take more a, early. Who's he throw, supposed to take a deep shot to? Deshaun Jackson? I, I've, I've yet to see Deshaun Jackson running free downfield. I don't know if you have. Well, there was a play early on Monday's game where he hits Deshaun in the hands, and Deshaun was like, yeah, it's 30 degrees outside. I'm not really feeling catching this, and it bounced right <laughs> off his hands. And Deshaun has good hands. And it was like, oh, yeah, Deshaun's not a big cold-weather guy. It's just saying his cup of tea. All right, John, you want to have a little fun? Yeah. Shave it or save it? We have another submission on shave it or save it. Come on down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Uh, so here's the game. For those of you new to the show, shave it or save it. You send us photos of your receding or balding head situation, and we help you out. As a couple of hair experts, we tell you whether you should shave it or save it. So, John, it is time for another edition of Shave It or Save It. Everybody say hello to Elliot from Orange County, who looks pretty good, I would say. Yeah, Elliot's got bl- blown away, guy. I don't know where this is going. Elliot's got, all right, from the front, as we take a look at Elliot, he's got a little gray in his beard, but he's got a pretty good head of hair here. Um, Picture number two. We like a good aerial. This from the top. I'd say again, nothing really jumps off. We got a little, we got a little thinning, I would say up here on the temples, but he's got plenty of, uh, of this bushy hair that he's got going here to cover it up. All right. Picture number three. This is the reverse aerial. Uh, we've got, you know, we can see here he's not an overly hairy guy. We can see no back hair on this shot here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got some posterior skull balding, but nothing crazy. Huh. Interesting that uh, that Elliot's even um, throwing himself in the ring here, wouldn't you say? I would imagine, let's just go Elliot, mid-30s, mid to late 30s. Uh He's had such thick hair his entire life. So much hair he didn't even know what to do with. And the first sight maybe of like a shower out of a pool, he got a uh, a mirror shot where it just might have been a little off and you freak out. I would say he is not even in the realm of even having to contemplate doing anything but doing exactly whatever he wants with his hair. Long, short. You, Us bald people... That we are jealous of that look. You're not even close to even having the spot on the back of your head, guy. I would imagine you're right. Like what's happened is we've got, if we look over here, he's had to comb forward in some spots where he never had to think about it, right? I see I see him combing forward a little bit. Um, like I've got on my part here, like depending on how it is, you know, you can move some hair and just cover up a little spot. 
So I would imagine that's you're right. That's probably new to him. He's like, what's going on? And then he saw Shave It or Save It. He's like, oh, my God. Maybe it crossed his mind. You know what? Probably forever old he is, 95, 98% of his life, it probably never even occurred to him that he might lose his hair. Never, never crossed occurred his to mind. Him. No. And now he's starting to see some signs. You know, he's got a couple kids running around. And uh, next thing you know, a year, two years pass. And bam, I haven't looked at my head in two years. And all of a sudden, there's this spot that I never noticed before. Where he sees like a picture with his grandpa, you know, at his parents' house when he was like 10. He realizes grandpa, you know, was 60 years old and he was bald. You like start doing the math. You're like, that was my mom's dad. You know, it's like it's on my mom's side. And you start putting two and two together. You're like, is this going to happen to me? Yeah. And I would say you're in pretty good shape. Should he change anything stylistically here? No, I, I like that uh, kind of the power of McVay, Frohawk. You, yeah. you ever done that guy? I feel like you've never have. The middle, I, uh, I probably have. You mean like move everything to the middle? Uh, maybe I haven't done it quite like that. No, now that I think about it. Kind of, it's the McVeigh meets the Yogi Roth. Yeah, Yogi goes to a side. This is more who, centered. Who would you say has thicker hair, you or Yogi? Yogi has great hair. I mean, Yogi does have very good hair. Yeah. He uses a, a thicker texturizing uh, product. So hard to say. Uh, Lee, Lee on the stream says his marriage status included pretty much up to his wife. No, look, here's what I respect about Elliot here. I think Elliot doesn't want to be like blockbuster video, realize that it's too late, right? Elliot wants to address. He sees, you know, some companies, they make money, make money, make money, lose a little money. And people go, no, nah, we're fine. We're still making a ton of money. And there's one guy in the room going, guys, this is a trend now. We have to acknowledge this trend. And that's Elliot. Elliot's like, guys, we've got a trend here. We need to acknowledge, let's not hide our head, bury our head in the sand. We got to talk about what's happening. And uh, you, while, while it might be happening, I'm with you. This is, I mean, unless you just want to be bald. like, Yeah, no, you're, you're good. You know that Reed Hastings offered Blockbuster Netflix for $50 million and they laughed him out of the room? So What year was that? You know, it would have been the early on in the DVD delivery uh, age. So, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, they wow. laughed him out. Laughed him out of the room. Laughed him out of the they room. They didn't have Elliot in the room from Orange County. No. Well, I mean, this is where sometimes you always want to be. Right? You want to be proactive, not reactive. Right. You can just be active. Just fucking live with that hair. Do it up. Have the frohawks. Do do whatever you feel. You, you are so far away to. Me, I think it's frohawk. It, frohawk would be unless frohawk it's a would precipitous drop off. I don't, and I think sometimes it's a precipitous. So it, it could happen fast because there is a little, you know, an inkling of potential. But I, I think he's still, it's the other one that, yeah. I, but I would say that's also if I took that photo you, right now. Would you look like, yeah, would you look like that? I mean, hard to say. But no, no I've seen photos like, pretty thick. no, you would see some of that with most people. Now, the question, John, Colin on the stream says the key is to shave it and then see how it grows back to determine threat level. <laughs> But I don't think it's, you know, the threat level. That's a lot of work. Yeah, and I, I don't think you need to risk that. You get in your own head. I, you don't even just rock what you got. You look good. Eventually it's coming, and then we'll, just, and then we'll find out what you're, you know, it's hard to, we don't, I don't know what it's doing. See, I don't shape. know if he's, a, do you think he's an inevitable? He no, might no, he no, recedes right. a little bit. I, I think what he'll end up having is probably some hair on the side. You know, this, he, he I don't, it's hard to tell. I, you know, it might need to see it wet. If you could FaceTime from the shower, Elliot, that would help us get a better Don't idea. Don't you think, of what's though, most men like over 35, 40 wet 
unless you have elite hair, probably is going to have, you know, I would say 50% of them are going to be kind of sketchy. Yeah. Wet. Yeah. I'm talking the question is just out of the pool. But to to answer your question about like where is it going, it's hard to say for sure. It wouldn't surprise me if we're going to lose some of this. But yeah, he might keep this right here forever and maybe even this path to the front. Do you know what do you think of that? You know like when might, you lose the temples, but you still have this path to the front all the way to the front. Do you know what I would recommend then? Would be either the Rogaine or the shampoo. It helps you keep what you have. Oh. I would just maybe start mixing that in a Go little see bit. see if just promo code ham still works on one of those. Yeah. Is it him? Uh, keeps or something. Keeps. Yeah. Keeps. Go try a little keeps. Roman. That's good Roman. Rex and um, I don't know. Yeah, man. This is not a good look you got going here. What, what so, would you guess he does? Ooh. I don't know. Do you have a guess? It's a tough one. Uh, that's a good question. If he feels like a UC guy, I could see like, you, you know, UC San Diego, maybe Pepperdine, something like that. Educated guy, uh, clearly married. His wife's got the thing up in the background. Yep. You know, yep. it's a class. Family is joyful. Yep. Yeah. Young, young family. He's got a couple kids, you know, probably five and eight, maybe even maybe five and three. Uh, you know, I bet something, something business, you know, uh, I, you know, I was going to say like mergers and acquisitions. Obviously that could be a lot of things. <laughs> but, <and> acquisitions. <laughs> yeah. If you told me he works like Wells Fargo. Like I would say to me, it looks like he's like got his own kind of boutique marketing company. Yeah. Maybe he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Maybe, well, that, he might, have, he, to me, he's got potentially like he works at Wells Fargo, very good living, bit the bennies. He's got the side hustle that he's hoping to do the transition. Quit. Walked away from my corporate job to start this bakery. Which is, you know, you got, you know, two young kids and a wife. He's like, to pull that trigger, you just got to make sure that that, that side hustle is going to shoot like a rocket, right? Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Because if you're going to storm out of Wells Fargo and be like, you know, what's his, what's his name? Elliot? Elliot. Elliot. Elliot, you you leave this $300,000 job. It's not going to be here when you come back in a year. Okay, I'm gone. I'm done cold calling uh, startups. Then he just walks out. I've got, yeah, I'm he, going Mark. Mark walked away from that job to start his, his own marketing company. One thing that I'll probably never have the opportunity to do that I, I did have the opportunity to do that I would recommend if anyone has the opportunity to just go out in a blaze of glory in a professional environment. Just if you know it's over and you're not worried about coming back and there's no like really bridge to burn, just kind of do the Jerry Maguire yeah, thing. In hindsight, it doesn't even kinda, have to be that long, but just go out just with a couple maybe FUs. But not, but I would say this. You don't even need to swear. It's kind of crazy to know that your radio show is ending before they end it. That's why they never, they always take people right off the air. They never let you go on the air. If we had just gone on the air and you had been like, look, man, I, our days here, I mean, our contracts are up. They're not going to let us. We're not making it to November. See, you, the end you're, is a, near. You're, a, you're ahead of me. I'm not talking about I'm talking no, about I know what you're, you're talking walking about. out with people in cubicles I get it. and stuff. I got it. I'm just saying, like, in hindsight, now you made me think the next level, too, is there was this whole other opportunity to be like, they are ending the show. We are starting a podcast. I recommend you start downloading it now. Yeah, that that might be the way to do it. Not double FUs, FU, FU, but more like bust out a couple bottles of champagne, start spraying it like I just won the F1 race. Like, yeah, yeah I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> you know, something like that would be pretty yeah. fun. Maybe hand yeah. out some T-shirts. 
<laughs> like sucks to be you sucks to be you you guys are all stuck i know every single one of you hate what? this place you too billy i know you talk shit about the boss all the time what was howard stern's guy pig vomit uh yeah what was vegetable lasagna the guy she sat seinfeld. next to you in the plane yeah seinfeld pig vomit very similar humans though right uh yeah i would say because i thought we called our guy vegetable lasagna there might have been a yeah i mean i just thought there was a physical resemblance it, but it felt like also intellectual resemblance, right? Oh yeah, that's right. There were there were. I put up a lot of. Did I put up? Did I print out a vegetable lasagna picture? I thought you printed out like a picture of like a western with like a statements on it. You know, like go west and don't come back. And you. Yeah, I did. Uh, random so shit I, just all over the. I put up two office. fake motivational posters in the office that no one knew were fake and stayed up forever. And one of our, I don't remember if it was Cody or Derek. Or Daniel, a couple of people sent us photos, sent me a photo like a year later, it was still up. One was a picture of Alcatraz and it said, Be the Rock, because the story was that the station like lost Lund because they couldn't get a hold of the boss because he was at Alcatraz or something like that on a tour and the contract negotiation was falling apart. Lund would have to confirm that story. And then the other one was a picture of a cowboy. What did, yeah, that, what did that one I say? I thought, I, yeah, I thought it was like, Empty your bullets and then reload and keep shooting. Yeah, you know, it was, just, it was just something stupid. But it had a meaning. I don't remember what the meaning was. Yeah, Derek or Cody, one of our old producers, would remember, and uh, they can tell me. Hashtag but. Go Raiders. <laughs> Be the Rock was definitely about Lund leaving. Lund or Papa, one of them. I mean, obviously they both did, but it might have been related to Papa. I can't remember, but in any event. All right. On that note, John. Godspeed. We need your uh we need your 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 shave it or save it submission. So submission, send us those. Yeah. Yep, definitely send us those. Oh, we, All right. we, we see you guys, you know, in the late twenties, early thirties. We know you're out there. there. Yeah, we, we know you exist. <laughs> I see hey. you every day if I, I leave the house. You know, you're ever you guys are everywhere. <laughs> you need our help. We're here, just yeah. ask. Elliot, good Adios. luck to you. Thank you for submitting. Save it. And yep. to the rest you- of you, we'll see you. We'll see you uh Thursday. Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.